Hey everyone, we just want to let you know that today's episode contains a little bit more mature content. We're going to be discussing grace as it relates to sexual sin and overcoming temptation by depending upon God's grace. So if you have little ones that listen, we just wanted to give you a heads up so that you could handle it however you want. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Living in Jesus podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. My name is Ross O'Hare, and I'm your host. And today with me, I've got one of the authors of the Living in Jesus workbook and a staff member and counselor here at Christian Families Today, Tom Price. How are you, Ross? Doing great. Glad to have you in today. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about grace. Now, that's a huge topic. There's a million books written about it. There's a million hours of conversation about it. We're going to try to do something in about 15 minutes to give people a better understanding of what it is a more accurate biblical understanding. So why don't you kind of introduce the topic to us, maybe even give us a definition of what grace is. Well, as I was getting ready for this podcast, Ross, I, I was curious as to what I would find in a like an online definition. So I found a, a Merriam-Webster definition, and it kind of caught me off guard. I was surprised <laughs> what I saw. Yeah. It said, unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification, which I would... Yeah. Totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. A virtue coming from God, and then a state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance. Now, I mean, that that's a lot of big words. Now, I think that's pretty incredible that Merriam-Webster has a pretty accurate definition. But um, So that's a lot of big biblical and like theological words, though. So maybe break that down for us a little bit. I think that grace is God's action. I mean, it's an action that He does of gifting to us what we can never earn. So it's something that God does. It's something absolutely that He does. Think of God as being a gift giver. He's a, he's a giver, and, yeah. and He gives this gift of grace, and He doesn't make us take it. It's on us to receive it from Him. Sure, yeah. But He is offering it out of the out of His being of love, hmm. and He's He knows that this gift of grace is going to do some amazing things for us. Hmm. I love Romans 5, 17. Paul says that God has given us two gifts. He says grace and righteousness. Hmm. The verse is much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Hmm. And so who doesn't want to reign in life? Exactly, who, wants, yeah. who doesn't want to be on top and to... And to be able to sit back and say, man, this is living, this is the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he says, Paul says, there's these two gifts, and it's an abundance of grace. Hmm. And if I don't take that gift and I want to do it on my own, then I'm not going to be able to benefit from the the, the grace. Sure. And the grace is, uh, I guess the way I picture it in my head, it's like a safe place to practice at getting good at something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I, I wanted to take piano lessons, and and I, I really, I never really got the opportunity. But I remember people that I knew did get the opportunity, mm-hmm. and some liked it, and some like, oh, I hate going to piano lessons. <laughs> yeah, because they'd go, and the teacher was always correcting them on the wrong things sure. that they did. You know, yeah, and so they dreaded going in to just be corrected over and over and right, over. Right? Yeah, of course. And for them, it wasn't a safe space. Mm to get good at this instrument that they started out wanting to be good at. Right, yep. And so to me, God's grace is saying, listen, guys, you live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. 
over and over and over <laughs> because there's a lot of things coming at you. There's a lot of messages about you that aren't true, yeah. and you're going to be tempted to believe them. Yeah. And you're going to try to do stuff on your own strength, and you're going to fail. Yeah. But if you receive my gift of grace, as you practice this other gift called righteousness, mm. even when you make mistakes, that grace is going to give you the safe space to keep going, to keep practicing, and it's going to be encouragement. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that analogy. And it made me think of when you were reading the Romans 5 verse of the John 10, 10 verse, I came to give you life and life abundant. Exactly. And it's, it's those two verses when they marry, it's, hey, I've come to give you grace, and when you accept grace, you experience life abundant. And it's a pretty cool marriage of those two ideas. So that's a great biblical view of what grace is. Obviously, there's a lot of other definitions or viewpoints right. of that in the world. How can we you know, address a few of those, and what are some of those? Well, I know that some people struggle with this idea that if you give someone too much grace, mm. that it's like winking at sin, like you're giving them permission to sure. sin and sin and sin and sin, like, oh, it's okay, you have grace. Right, like I think some of the phrases are greasy grace or hyper grace or something hyper like grace, that. Hyper yeah. grace, Exactly. And of course, we at CFT, we don't mm. believe that, we don't teach that. No. We don't teach that the abundance of grace leads to more sin, Exactly. right? Yep. And, and another thing that I've heard, uh, there was a friend of mine one time, uh, we were talking about grace, and, and he loves grace, but then he made this comment that kind of caught me off guard. He said, but we still have to have law to balance out the grace, because right. you can't have too much grace. Mm. And I didn't say anything to him at the moment because I didn't really know how to respond to that. That sure. was a number of years ago. Well, you don't have enough time to get into it. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. And I, now I realize, oh, my goodness, that if you try to balance grace with law, then you don't have grace anymore. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's mental gymnastics that's impossible to try to figure out because, yeah, the moment you bring in law, grace is thrown out the window. It's the exact opposite. That's what Paul talks about in Galatians 5. But what about personally for you? What has been your journey with this word grace and how you've come to understand it better? When I was in my uh, early 20s, I began to struggle with a habit, an addiction. And it, it was in the realm of sexual addiction. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this was something that I did not want to do. Yeah. But because of how it appealed to the flesh, it just seemed to be the thing I tripped over constantly. Sure. And I would go to God and say, God, you know, I don't want to do this, and, and I want to overcome this. And I'd pray, God, please help me. Please help me to overcome this. Mm -hmm. And then I would hear you know, people say, well, you know, if you're sinning, you just need to repent, turn away from it, and obey God and do what's right. And I totally agreed with that. Sure. But in the practice of it, yeah. it constantly tripped me up mm. and messing up all the time. Basically, what the message I caught about myself is, well, you're not good enough. You don't measure up. Mm -hmm. And then wrong concepts of God began to slip into my thinking that, well, you know, God's disappointed with me. Yeah. He's not happy with me. Yeah. And the thought of enjoying intimate fellowship with Him was diminished because how could a God who is disappointed with me enjoy fellowship with right, me? Right, yeah. And so now it became a, a, an action of avoidance, avoiding him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want. I don't want to hear what he has to say because it's just going to be you screwed up, you messed up. Right. right? It's that piano teacher again. Yeah, that that piano teacher, and that doesn't excite you to go running into his presence, thinking that he's going to. Ah, you just so yeah. upset me. Yeah. 
And so in my continual journey of overcoming the addiction, I would have seasons of what I'd call sobriety, and I would think that in and of itself was success. Mm. And then I would go and I'd mess up again. Mm. I would sin again, and I would think, oh, my goodness, I'm right back where I started from. Right. And I guess I have to kind of bring into some context here. This whole issue for me also gave me a wrong concept of myself, too, Mm. because the way God made me, I'm a, I'm a male, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to females. Mm-hmm. And now I th- I'm starting to think that that's wrong. Mm. And then I've somehow got to, in order to get victory, I have to somehow turn that off because that's wrong for me to be attracted to mm. females. Right. The only female that you're allowed to be, you know, as far as I understood at that point with Scripture, you can only be attracted to your spouse, your wife. That's it. If you're attracted to anybody else, then you're you're in sin and God's disappointed, Mm -hmm. and then you're right back where you started from. And so, you know, all of this jumbo in my head has just got me all messed up. Mm -hmm. and, And but I'm still striving. I'm still striving to try to please God and do what's right. Yeah. And then in 2004, when I became aware of this deeper understanding of grace, uh, I knew that there had to be a practical application to that in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? But I think that I became a little bit like Paul in the sense of, okay, I understand grace now, so now I can take this and I can apply this. (laughs) And I kept struggling. Sure. And so, you know, I love in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10, you know, Paul is, he's struggling with something. The Scripture doesn't tell us what it is, but he says he prays three times that God would take it away from Mm -hmm. him, and finally God answers him, and he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Mm -hmm. And a light switch comes on for Paul in that moment, and he says, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Sure. And he realized that this deeper aspect of grace that he didn't understand until that moment is that grace is God's power mm-hmm. in him to overcome whatever the issue is. Yeah. And so applying that back into my life, I began to kind of acknowledge that that was something that was true, but still needing to test it. Sure. And so there was one day, this was a number of years ago, I'm, I'm at my house. I'm tempted. I have this temptation. I'm by myself, so it's like an opportune moment. Yep. And I stop, and I think to myself, is that what I want to do? Hmm. Is that really what I want to do? And in that moment, God connected me into that deeper desire in me to experience His righteousness, hmm. His goodness. And I realized, no, that's really not what I want to do. And then he just basically says to me, then you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was my light switch moment. Like, sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can say no. Yeah. It doesn't turn the, des- the flesh desire off. Right. It doesn't change God's design in me that I am made to be attracted to the female form. Mm-hmm. It doesn't turn that off. That's actually a good thing. Mm. But what it does is it gives me His power in me 
to say no to those things that the enemy wants me to do that takes away from who I am and 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 who God is to me. Yeah, so in a couple ways, it sounds like grace is, like you said earlier, this opportunity to practice righteousness, practice obedience in a guilt-free, shame-free environment, and it is also the power to help you say no to sin in those same moments. Exactly. And so that's, I mean, that's an incredible double-edged sword there. And obviously, you know, I really appreciate your openness in this, and obviously I think every guy, and I can relate to this struggle with you, but I think if we extrapolate this to everybody in the world, obviously there's females that struggle with this as well too, but there are so many issues and cries out of the flesh that everybody has that this takeaway is not just for you know, a sexual addiction or some kind of sin that is in that realm. It's for any kind of fleshly behavior, gossip and lying and, you know, manipulation, anything like that. And so I think we can still take away the same truth, is that God is creating an environment in your life where it's okay to mess up. Like, he's he's paid for that sin, and that's not to take flippantly. That's not winking at sin. Exactly. It's actually saying, wow, I can't believe you've done that. It's so incredible, and it does something in our heart when we really understand that. And then he comes along, and he's not just going to leave us there. Then he's going to say, well, I'm also going to... My spirit inside of you is also going to help teach you and remind you in each of these moments what it looks like through my power to say no to this, to learn from this, to grow from this, to be more mature, a more mature believer in this. And that's his heart. He he wants to see us grow. He loves to see us grow. And he's not testing us to see where we fail. I think the test that we go through is to actually shine a light on those places within us that is growing, that is becoming more and more conformed to his likeness. Mm. You know, I know that we're fully sanctified in Christ, but in the outward expression of that, we're still being conformed to Mm -hmm. His likeness. And grace is the the perfect safe space to grow in being conformed to His likeness. If somebody's listening to this, what would you want to be their major takeaway? If we could just kind of summarize and give them one thing to take away from this conversation, what do you think that should be? Well, first of all, I was reading a scripture of the day. Unfortunately, I don't have it off the top of my head, the reference. (laughs) But in this passage, it reveals that His grace was in effect in all of eternity. Before creation, His Mm. grace was in effect, right? And so I'd want them to know that, yes, His grace did make the way for you to have all of your sins forgiven. Mm. It is that entryway from death into life. And so growing up in the church, I knew that God's grace got me saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was where it stopped. Sure. And now it's on me to conform and obey and live Mm -hmm. the Christian life. And then one day I'll be rewarded with heaven. Mm -hmm. But grace takes us much further than that. I want them to know that grace got you into life, but now grace takes you the distance Mm -hmm. from the start of that to all the way into whatever eternity and mm-hmm. on the other side of this this existence looks like. Yeah. That it is His power in us working through us to live that Christian life. It's not on us. It's His grace empowering us. Yeah. 
That's so great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And if you guys have more questions, you can um, look at the Living in Jesus workbook, especially session 18, which is Law versus Grace. will give you some good insights into kind of the contrast of law and grace in our life. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Tom, for Thank your Thank you, insights. Ross. And uh, we'll see you next time on Living in Jesus podcast. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.